it's the next level. And now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the melting pack, and it starts right now. Well, thank you, Jerome. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the show, The Melting Pat. Thank you so much for joining me today. It would help if we had everything ready when we hit record. I'm sure it's going to be fine. So on the show today... <laughs> oh, I forgot to tell you, patrons, you're not going to hear that, so you're going to hear... You're going to see, um, maybe if this video actually goes somewhere... You will see me awkwardly um, doing nothing while the song plays. So there you go. Yeah, if you pay for my Patreon, a couple bucks a month, the melting pad at uh, Patreon, whatever the link is, it's somewhere in the show notes, I'm sure, then you get to see me probably today or not. I don't know. In any case, you'll get a little bonus for the beginning of the show and then other bonuses. Boni? Is that how it works? No, that's not how it works at all. Um, you'll get some bonuses today. and. Uh, and it'll be great. Or you won't care and you'll go, ah, well, it was only like $3.80 or whatever. So well, that's what I would get, I think. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. So subscribe to the Patreon already, people. Come on. Come on. Come on. So we got today for you. We watched, uh, there's a documentary series on, uh, I don't know, TNT, I think, called Rich and Shameless. And the first episode was about Girls Gone Wild. And we watched it. And uh, I want to talk about it. So there you go. Is that family friendly? I don't know. I mean, they the commercials were on TV when you were probably up when you shouldn't have been watching them. So uh, so you know what it is. All right. So we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about robot umpires because, uh, well, I don't have time for all of the sports things, but I do want to talk about robot umpires and why we need them in Major League Baseball. Have I already done that? Probably. But we had a situation from Sunday night that I want to discuss. So there you go with that. And I will talk about food delivery, a uh, bit of a double dip for us on Saturday, Friday, whatever, Saturday, I think. Uh, so we'll talk about that quickly, then that will be that for the show. But before we do all of that today, I have to apologize to our friends like Giants. They are uh, a band whose song we're going to play here momentarily. So here's what had happened. I'm sorry, let's get that right. What had happened was I reached out to a number of bands a few months ago. Thank you to Taylor, by the way, for recommending all those bands. And somehow, my dad brain led me to forget to play Like Giants in the midst of all of the ones that I was playing. So, with sincere apologies, in case Like Giants subscribes to the Patreon, I'm very sorry. I feel awful. I mean that sincerely. I felt awful about this for a week when I noticed that, uh, that I didn't actually play your song like I said I would. But it's been so long. So I listened to their stuff and I said, oh, this is great. I'll play this one or that one. Uh, but it's been so, there's been so much time between then and now that uh, they've released a new song. So we're going to play that one instead. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to start off with that because I feel horrendous that I just forgot about this. Like my dad brain just, um, yeah, it's mush. My brain turned to mush about a year ago when my son was born. And I just, I forget all kinds of things. So with sincerest apologies to like giants, we're going to play them right now. So again, patrons, you won't hear this because then I'd have to pay them and it would just get really messy. So you hear, you'll see a little pause and then you'll get to watch me do the riff and, uh, and it'd be great. Okay. All right. So 
You can find Like Giants on social media at Like Giants UK. That's L-I-K-E-G-I-A-N-T-S. I almost spelled that wrong. And then the letters UK. So that's the socials, at the at least on um, Twitter and Instagram. So there you go. They're also on Linktree. All of the information is on their Linktree, and that will be in the show notes because that's easiest. I love when bands do that, when they have a one-stop shop, a little hub for all the things. So we will have that for you in the show notes. But here you go. So uh, follow them on Spotify. Follow them on the socials. Tell them I sent you. And they'll say, well, that guy's a And uh, I don't know what they'll say, but I do apologize for missing out on this for so long. But in a good way, I guess, then we get to promote the new one instead of an older song. So put them on playlists on Spotify. Apparently that helps. Uh, I don't know how. I don't really get that side of it. But uh, I will do this. I, I do have a playlist. I really should update. I haven't updated it in a long time. But I do have a playlist kind of going of all the songs I've played on the show, or at least the bands I've played on the show. I should get back on. Who wants to do that? I will pay you, I don't know, $5 or something. If you do two things for me, update my, you know what? I'll pay you $10. If you update my website for me with all the music I've played, I haven't done it in weeks or months. And if you update my Spotify playlist, the Melting Pat playlist with all the songs I've played on the show, can we do that? 10 bucks is yours if you do it for me. And uh, and we'll chat together and we can all do it, okay? No? All right. Anyway, the band... <laughs> Pat, what are, you're talking... You're trying to sell a song here. Not sell... You're trying to, you know, front sell a song, as we say in the business. And then you're talking about something totally different. You're right. But that is how this show works, that you know that already. So the band is like Giants. This song, this is their latest song. It is called Juliet. It's the Melting Pat. Here we go. Testimonial for the joke 
to the place I know I belong Are you happy with it now? That you stole my heart away I never meant to let you down But I guess it's over now Our names upon the wall Washed out by your parade And as I watch the dark lights fall Well, I guess it's over now Well, I guess it's over now I guess it's over And there you have it, our friends, our new friends. Hopefully they're friends. I don't know. They might be mad at me like giants. <laughs> it's the melting fat. That is their latest. It is called Juliet. Oh my goodness. The patrons just uh, got a little peek into how I do that. So there you go. Follow them on social media at like giants UK. And uh, again, my sincerest apologies to like giants, but their, their new song is Juliet. It's right there. There you go. It's the melting pat. We're back. We did it. Boom! I don't know, I feel like that went a little high for me. And I, like last week, I started off really high with um with Mega Wave. I think it was last week. Might have been the week before. But I, uh, <laughs> I don't think I did so well last time. But so that one, I, I kind of tried to fit it toward my range a little bit more. And I don't know that it worked. So not only did I not play their music for three months after I got the okay, but then I go in and I botch the riff and I just feel like a big jerk. But anyway, there you go. Like Giants UK on social media. You know what? Don't tell them I sent you because they, uh, they'll they probably forget who I am, first of all. And then when they remember, they're going to be mad at me because I forgot. Okay? So don't tell them I sent you, but do follow them on Spotify and put them on playlists. So do that, would you? Let's get on with the show, shall we? Come on, Pat, you've been at this a while. You don't know. All right, you're right. You are right. So we <laughs> this is what you get. We ordered food the other day. I went to order, gro- it was Saturday. I went to order groceries and they weren't coming the same day. So I was like, oh, well, we don't really have anything. That's the reason I ordered groceries, hoping they would come the same day so I could make something quick for dinner. but. They weren't going to come the same day. So I said, all right, well, we're going to need some food. So I was like, yeah, let's order pizza. And I said, great. And I'm on purpose not mentioning the place because I don't do that. Um, So I ordered on their website. And usually what happens with most places, actually with every place when you order online, is you get either an email or and or a text confirming like, hey, here's your order. This is when it was placed. This is... This is the story of a girl. Sorry. Um, this, <laughs> like, this is when your order is placed. Here's when it's expected. Here's your confirmation number. You like your receipt and your confirmation number. If there's a problem, call us and give us that and let us know, and we'll let you know what's going on. So I didn't get that. And it's a Saturday night, and so I'm like, okay, well, they're busy, but also, like, I should have. that should be automated, shouldn't it, right? When an online order comes in, like the restaurant should be able to send me something, right? That says, hey, your food's on the way. So I didn't get that after like five or 10 minutes. And I thought, well, 
I don't want to sit here and wait for an hour and a half for food that's not coming because my order didn't go through. So I called, well, actually on, I, on Twitter, I tagged them and I said, hey, you know, what's I ordered and I didn't get a confirmation. What can I do? And they said, are they, you know, slid into my DMs as it were. And they said, hey, can you share your email? So I did. And they're like, yeah, we don't see an order under that email address. And I said, all right. So they're like, call customer service and let them know what's going on. So I called the number and I said, hey, you know, I ordered from uh, using the website from you guys. And I'm trying to figure out if I'm waiting for food that's not going to show up so I can make another plan. And the, whoever was on the phone said, all right, well, we'll look it up. And, uh, you know, was your card charged? And I said, there's a pending charge on there. And I'm like, but I, I just don't know, like, I don't want to sit here and wait for food that's not going to show up. Like, are they going to reverse that charge and then not do my order for some reason? Right. So the guy said, oh, it must have been like a glitch in the system. So we're going to process your refund. You should get it in a couple of days. I said, okay, great. So I hung up the phone and I ordered from a local place. And so they got here, their, the food from there got here like 20 minutes after that. And I was like, okay, you know, we got food. It's not what we were hoping for, not what we wanted, but we ordered some food. We got dinner. We were good. And then 10 minutes after that food arrived, the pizza showed up because I get a call. I'm sitting here. We're watching this, uh, this documentary, which I'm going to tell you about in a second. And I'm like, okay, we got dinner. We're good. The refund should be coming. The groceries will try to them tomorrow. And then I get a phone call that says, hey, this is, you know, the pizza place. I'm outside your house. I'm trying to figure out which one's yours. Can you come outside? So I know which one's yours. And I hung up the phone and Jill's like, what was that? And I said, the pizza's here. And so, <laughs> so we had our dinner from the local place and the pizza, that's going to save better than what we had, you know, from the other thing. So that was lunch the next day. So it worked out. Um, I don't think I got the refund, but now that the food actually showed up, I don't think I'm going to, I'm not going to pursue it. Uh, if I hadn't gotten the food, then I'd be calling them. I would have called them several times and said, Hey, Where's my damn whatever money it was? But since the food did show up, I'm not going to pursue it because that would be disingenuous and wrong. So, um, or no, maybe it did. Maybe it did come. I don't remember. I didn't look. I haven't looked yet because they're supposed to email me or something. But maybe, I don't know, maybe the restaurant sorted it out and, and let them know that, uh, hey, they did get their food. So who knows? But uh, yeah, so I, I think I got a refund. So maybe I got the pizza and stuff for free. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I'll check it after I let you know. Um, yeah. So there you go. So it was a little stressful. I was a little annoyed. I mean, it's not like I've never ordered food online before. We do it all the time. And I understand there's a, an inherent risk. I've mentioned this before when you, especially if you order from a place that doesn't usually do delivery. And I understand the risk, but also, you know, technology is awesome. But you get really like it's easy to get frustrated when stuff doesn't work, or maybe that's me. Maybe I'm just a. But it's easy to get frustrated when something doesn't work the way it's supposed to, and like you know, like you've gone through these steps before and it's worked, and for whatever reason this time it's not, and so you're just wondering, huh, what do I have to do differently? Like, what do I have to do to get this rolling to get to make sure that I get what I paid for, right? So there you go, a bit of a double dip there for you. Hold on, I gotta. Take it, but do I have to? Can I show this on on screen? Do I have to like pay them or something? I'm not gonna tell you what it is. No, yeah, I will. So I know I'm not supposed to be drinking soda. Like my doctor didn't say don't drink soda, but I know it's not good for me. But I do drink uh, some orange vanilla Coke every couple days, 
and it's helpful. I really think it's the the caffeine because, you know, sometimes the kid wakes up in the middle of the night and I'm exhausted the next day. So I got to kind of pep up for the day to work and then hang out with him when I'm done. So yeah, I'll keep my caffeine. God damn it. I don't like coffee. I'm not a coffee guy. I never have been. Um, I used, I tried, I mean, I tried to drink coffee and I, I don't really like it and I don't think it gets me like the, and maybe I'm just drinking the soda cause I like the taste anyway, but I don't think that coffee gets me like the, I don't know, the spring in my step as it were while I'm doing that. I, I don't know. Anyway, where were we? I'm trying to do something like fun and, and mundane because we're going to talk about this documentary, which was really unsettling, harrowing. Is that the right word? Unsettling is probably better. So there is a series on TNT. It is called Rich and Shameless that premiered on Saturday. And the first episode was about Girls Gone Wild. So if you don't know what Girls Gone Wild was, it was essentially this guy, Joe Francis is the man's name. He decided, hey, you know what? We're going to go to clubs and spring break and all these other places where girls are around getting drunk, pretty ladies getting drunk, and we're going to you know, convince them to take their shirts off. And that's basically, that was the business model essentially, right? And it was like, all right. You know, it's, um, I'm not going to say anything like, oh, it's immoral because I don't want to go down that road because that's not, that's just not who I am. It's not what I want to do. But it, like the business model is basically, hey, take off your shirt and we'll give you this free t-shirt or like, we'll give you $20 or what? Maybe that's probably not it. But like, we'll give you some free drinks if you agree to take your shirt off. And then, you know, it goes from there. It escalates like, hey, do you want to come back to this bus and, uh, and do some more Let's call it some heavier stuff, all right? Some hot and heavy stuff. Let's call it that. And uh, it's just like, okay. And, you know, you're there, and it's spring break or a club, and it's girls in their 20s who, you know, they're dancing around, they're whatever, and I'm not going to fault anyone for, you know, wanting attention. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I I would not be in that situation, first of all, because I'm not a pretty girl. Second of all, I like, it's just not the kind of person I am. Right. I probably would avoid that scene altogether. But, you know, you've seen the commercials of, hey, just girls taking their tops off. And that's basically the entire business, except those girls you see on the covers of those things and then the commercials and all that. They were not getting paid, which I did not know. And I like I knew some of this. I knew that the guy was a complete scumbag and he was a piece of and. I so like I kind of knew, and it, it's not really surprising when you consider what the business really is, that this guy would not, or that the company would not be, let's say, reputable. But holy, <laughs> some of this stuff was unsettling to learn, and I'm just like, oh my god! And I like from the business side, it's genius, right? You made millions upon millions of dollars having to pay no one but your lawyers, pretty much. Well, like you paid for the bus and you paid for, you know, the camera people and you paid for, I don't know, whatever the, the DVD distribution or whatever it was. And then you pay for your legal team because, you know, people are going to be upset about this. So you handle that side of it, too. But as far as like the talent, I guess you would call them, they were not getting paid. I remember that they showed like an earnings report of the first quarter of one of the years that they was that this was like huge. And the legal fees, like paying the legal team was like $198,000. And under talent for how much they were paid, 
it was $3,000. So these women who were making this guy super rich and famous, I guess, notorious, were getting no money for it. And maybe they knew, maybe a lot more of them understood what the deal was, that they were just doing this and they were going to be internet famous for a couple of weeks or, or months or whatever. And that was fine with them. But they had some people on who shared their stories and were like, yeah, I didn't know that there was a camera. I didn't. I ended up on the cover of a DVD. I didn't know what the deal was. Like they had me sign a waiver, but I was in no condition to really sign a waiver. It was a whole weird thing. And it was just, oh man, like it was just gross. Like, and I've never bought one. I remember seeing the commercials years ago on, you know, middle of the night, you're watching whatever syndicated sitcoms or whatever. And then all of a sudden girls going wild. Yeah. And the commercial comes on. And you're like, oh, wow, that's that's interesting. Like how much of like how much are we not seeing? Right. So like if you bought the DVD and if you bought one, I like we can do it discreetly, privately, if you'd like, if you don't want to out yourself for buying a Girls Go Wild DVD. But if you bought one, I kind of maybe I should have done this before, but I kind of want to know, like I'm just morbidly curious as to what the commercials left out. Right. Because the commercials, it was just girls taking their shirts off and getting drunk and partying and whatever, right? But then they showed the stuff in the documentary about like going to the back of the bus, doing all the stuff back there. And I'm wondering like how much of that really made the DVD? Like how much of that, like how far, like where's the line and how far across did they go? That's kind of what I've always wondered with this stuff. But now that I've kind of learned, and it's something that like every couple of years I'll think about it and I'll go, man, I wonder like, what happened with the girls going wild? Like, what's going on? Like, I know that guy's a scumbag, but like, what are those DVDs like? Anybody ever buy one? And, you know, now that I learned that this guy also ended up using, let's say, people that he shouldn't have been using, it, it really just kind of turned me off the whole thing. Although, should I say that if part of me is still curious as to what they were? But like, should I cover myself? <laughs> I'm not trying to present myself as like a, like a morally, like on some kind of moral high ground, but I'm just like, after watching this, I was like, ugh, just like really unsettled by all this. So we didn't learn maybe a lot of new stuff, but the new things that we did learn is just like, ah, but also not really surprising, right? I don't know. But the weirdest thing. So, okay. So this guy's been arrested a couple of times on uh, various and sundry charges, and he's currently hiding out in Mexico. And it was weird. Like he first agreed for a little while, like he kind of agreed to be in the documentary and they say, he said, yeah, I'll be in Los Angeles on this day or this week or whatever. So you send a crew and they were going back and forth. And then the crew showed up to where either he lived or he said he was going to be. And he did not show up, which actually from his end makes sense because he's risking arrest. Because when he got arrested or he was, he spent some time in jail for stuff and he is currently hiding in Mexico. He's got his like weird hotel uh, kind of thing that makes all his money and famous people go down famous people go down and hang out with him. And that was weird. I didn't know about that. Like I knew he was like hiding out in Mexico and I was like, Oh, all right. I wonder why that happened. And then you learn all the stuff he was charged with and whatnot. And so, yeah, like not, I mean, obviously this guy's not the best, but you know, he no showed, um, the documentary. I, I would have really liked to hear what he had to say. And I mean, I've heard this guy in interviews over the years and nothing that he says, hold on, I need a drink. In no way, there we go. In no way does he, like he can say he's an honorable man or whatever, 
But in no way in any interview I've ever seen with him does he present himself as a good person. So I, I was just curious to see after all this time and, you know, hearing all the things that we've heard now, I would just be, I was curious to hear what he had to say now after all the things he's been through. And well, because he's an and I just, I wanted to know, um, no, the creepiest thing though is, so he has two children. He's like 40 something. His wife's like 28 or whatever. And so he has two children and because he has money, a thing you can do when you have a lot of money is pre-select the gender of your children. So this dude, uh, I think they're twins. Are they twins? I forget. But the creepiest part of this is that he pre-selected to have two baby girls. And like, think about this guy. And they went through like his childhood and he had a he had problems with his mom and his sister and all that. We're not going to get into all that. I'm not giving away the documentary here, but um, do you, are you bothered that I didn't cross the T in documentary, by the way? Does that bother you? All right. Anyway. Um, and so this guy and, and one of the people on the, on the doc said it, like his relationship with the women is complicated. And I think that's the nicest way to phrase it is like, yeah, this guy, when it comes to women has a very sketchy, complicated, odd, not good time, like not good ties to women. And so for him to pre-select girls to father, that's very strange and really skeeved the out of me. Um, I don't know if anybody else caught that or, or cared about that, but it was really like, that was the thing that jumped out to me is that like, if he just had girls, that would be one thing like, Oh cool. He had babies and he had a girl, right. But he pre-selected to have baby girls. And that really, ugh, that just, it got me. It re- that really got to me. So is it a surprise that this man whose whole business was exploiting young girls to make a lot of money? Is it shocking that he's an No, not at all. It's not shocking. The business model was very simple. It was very, um, you know, rudimentary, but it, it worked out. And a big part of that is being a and not paying the people you have on camera, or if you are, you're paying them very little. And it's, um, it's not a shock, but it was really, I don't know, like hearing from the people, from some of the women who were involved in it and were like, yeah, we didn't know there were cameras or, you know, here's what happened one night when we went back to his house or went on the bus. It was very, that was a lot. That was a lot. So if you're interested, Rich and Shameless is on TNT. I'm sure it's streaming somewhere. Um, the first one, yeah, that the first one was Girls Are Going Wild. The next one which will be up on May 8th, if that's a Saturday, is the Farmer Bro versus Wu-Tang. So that's the kid who, what, he jack up the price of the EpiPen, I think, the like 28-year-old, and then kid, I'm 33, and he's a kid to me. But anyway, he's not a kid to me. I I just, I don't remember how old he was. But then he had like a secret Wu-Tang album, and he was like bragging about it, and they, uh, they fought him over it or something. Isn't that guy in prison? I don't remember. But anyway, I will all watch that one and find out. Maybe I'll make this a thing on the show. We'll watch the Rich and Shameless series and we'll break them all down as best we can. Does that sound good? That seems like something we could do, right? We need some stuff to do. I got nothing else going on, right? I got my glasses fixed. I order my contacts and it's uh, pretty much it. Not a lot going on over here. So <laughs> we're back to normal at work a little bit. So there you go. That's what's going on with me. All right. And, um, yeah, so Rich and Shameless, 
every uh is it every week that they're doing this? I know it's a limited run, like a limited series, right? Isn't it? I don't even actually I don't know that. Uh but I think May 8th is the next one, so it's not every week obviously. Pat, you dumbass. It's yeah, the Farmer Bro versus Wu-Tang. And so we will uh we are we're going to talk about that one on the show too. So if you have thoughts, let me know after you watch it. Maybe I'll I'll put that up on the uh on the Facebook or wherever. If you have some thoughts on that, you let me know what's going on. And I maybe that'll be like the weekly uh, or semi-weekly or whatever it is question is if you want to talk about this rich and shameless show with me. All right, there we go. Get out of there, Pat. You're right. You're right. We are. We got one more thing to do today, and then that'll be that for the show. We're going to talk. We don't have time for all the sports things because, again, my work stuff is getting a little busier. So I am, like I said last week, I'm going to try to pop back in on Fridays and do um, do the sports, make it more timely. But I have some other things to do. In addition to work stuff, I got some other stuff to do on my breaks to, uh, to handle. So we won't have time for the sports. But I do want to talk about this today. I'm sure I've talked about it on the show before, but ro- I'm, probably when Josh was here. But robot umpires, everybody, it is time. We need this. The electronic strike zone, we need this to happen. Because on Sunday Night Baseball, the Brewers played the Phillies, and Angel Hernandez was behind the plate calling the balls and strikes. And if you don't know who Angel Hernandez is, the fact that I know the name of an umpire, and some of you who are listening may know who he is, and the fact that you know an umpire by name is not good. You should not know these people. The reason you know them is because they are bad at their jobs reason you know them is because people complain about them because they're not good at what they do. So this guy is the worst. He is the best argument for robot umpires, for the electronic strike zone. And which, if you don't know, the idea behind the electronic strike zone, which has been tested out in some independent leagues, it's basically a box, which would be like if you watch a baseball game on TV, I just boxed my head for the video people. Um, if you watch a game on TV, there's a little box on the screen that's like around the plate and that shows you where the strike zone is, right? From the knees to the letters and uh, and the whole plate, right? So the idea is that would be it and you'd have a relay. Like you still have an umpire back there to get the signal where the machine or the robot, whatever it would be, would if it, you know, if it's a strike, it blinks green or blinks red. And if it's a ball, it blinks green. And then the umpire relays that and then there's some, uh, obviously there's some issues to uh, to really nail down. But as far as I know, that's basically how it is, is that the the umpire would not be calling the balls and strikes. That would be done by machine. You would have to, if it passes over the plate and if it basically, it's like when you were playing wiffle ball, right? If it hits the chair, it's a strike. If you miss the chair, it's not a strike, right? That's basically what it is. And sometimes the simplest ways are best. And you then prevent having a, a an umpire with a strike zone that is, uh, let's call it inconsistent, because that for me is the biggest thing with umpires is not everyone's strike zone is going to be the same. Some guys call it a little wider. Some guys call it a little tighter. Some guys are high and low. Some guys like Angel Hernandez are all over the place. And it's just really bad. Like, I don't know if he does this on purpose. Like if he's just trolling everyone now, because he's had a job for like 30 years and he knows the union will protect him because major league baseball won't do anything about this. Maybe that's part of it, but the guy seems to have no concept of what the strike zone of where the strike zone is. 
right? If you're calling a pitch a strike that's six inches off the plate, and then you're calling a pitch that is that is totally a strike, you're calling that a ball. And if you're doing it for both sides all night long, and it's just like it's got to be bad for the hitters because then you know if you, if you so you're sitting up there, right? You get a wide strike call, and you're like, okay, so I guess anything that's closer than that to the strike zone, even if it's not a strike, may be called a strike. So I'm going to have to swing at it. So you're going to have to make a decision to swing at a bad pitch because if you don't, it's going to be called a strike anyway because this umpire can't see or doesn't know or doesn't care or just sucks at his job. And I know that's going to sound like sour grapes because it was against my team and they ended up losing the game. And I'm not going to go into like, oh, was it solely his fault? No, of course not. But it didn't help. It didn't help that this guy doesn't know where the strike zone is, is responsible for, you know, getting your guys out, right? And this happened both sides all night long. This happens seemingly every time Angel Hernandez is doing a game. And I never will understand how the union is so strong that he can still get assigned behind the plate and be so bad all night long for both teams. And every time he's out, be so bad and have no repercussions whatsoever. I never will understand it. I just, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why the league doesn't do anything. I don't know why he still gets assigned by like, even I feel like even his fellow umpires would have to step in and say, Hey, wait a minute. Let's put you at first base. Let's put you at third base instead. And I'll call the balls and strikes. Can that happen? Like, can his, uh, like if he's not the crew chief, can the crew chief say, nope, Angel, you're not going behind the plate. We're not dealing with this again. And they can put him at third base or whatever. And then maybe he screws up a couple of calls there. I don't know. But I just feel like at the very least, he should not be calling balls and strikes anymore because he's really bad. He's just really bad. I don't understand it. But I don't know. Such as it is, that's how we go again. Much like Joe West, the fact that we know his name is not good. That means he's not good at his job. And I never, I never will understand how he can still have a job behind the plate calling balls and strikes when he is so bad at it. So bad. All right, so there you go. I just never, never got it. And the fact that he can throw anybody out, like the fact that any umpire can throw anybody out over a perceived slight, or if you make them feel bad, if you yell at them because they suck at their job, if you, um, you know, if, if they think that you are trying to show them up in any way, they can just arbitrarily throw you out and there's nothing you could do about it. Like once he, uh, you know, he says, he throws his hand out, so get out of here, then you're out of the game and there's nothing you could do about it. You know, you can't reverse it. You can't really appeal it. You just got to go sit down and, and hit the showers, right? And it's really, ah, uh, it's no good. So all that to say, we need robot umpires, everybody. That's what we need. That will solve a lot of problems. It may create some new ones, but for the most part, it will solve a lot of problems. And uh, hopefully soon we will never again have to deal with terrible Angel Hernandez behind the plate at a baseball game. Although I'm sure I could turn on a game tomorrow or today and uh, and see his dumbass behind the plate screwing up, getting yelled at, and uh, throwing somebody out because his feelings got hurt. So there you go. Yeah, just give me, give me, uh, do we got a sounder for this? I want to make this joke. I want to make sure I have the sounder. I think I do. If not, I'll find it in a couple days. <laughs> Give me the robot umpires. Give me Bender back there. And uh, 
you know, and say, oh, well, you think I'm wrong, buddy? Well, guess what? Bite my shiny metal ass. There you go. Uh, <laughs> so that is our show for today. Yes, my thanks to Like Giants. My sincere apologies for waiting so long. But I got to play your new song at this point, right? So that's good, right? Like Giants UK on social media. Put them on playlists on Spotify and whatnot. Do all the things over there. My thanks to, um, I don't know. My thanks to, I don't know. You know what? I got nobody else to thank. My thanks to you for listening and or watching, because that means you paid me money. So I appreciate that for sure. Next week, I think we will have a guest. Or no, we will have, is that next week? I think next week is a guest show. Maybe. I don't know. I recorded it. We recorded it already, and it was really fun. It's all edited, uh, almost. And so I'm hoping that we get, um, that we're able to get it on next week. So if not, then we'll figure it out. But um, that's it for today, though. Yeah, we do it. We good? We are good, right? Yeah, this has been an 8-boy in the production. G-Love and Special Sauce with Cold Beverage. They're going to play us out as they always do. Philadelphonic.com for more from them. That, my friends, is our show. TheMeltingPat.com for all of my stuff. It is over there. Check out the Next Level Network on Red Circle for all of our shows. And that's good, right? I hope. Have I been looking at the camera at all this whole time? I have no idea, but I think we are all good to go. Is that all the things that we have to tell you? Yes. That is all. Again, my friends, thank you for listening. Until next time, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Get vaccinated when you can. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. You've been inside the Melting Pat. Let's make sure we're all good. Yes, we are. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you next week. Go crap open a cold one. Yo. Could I get a cold beverage? I need some leverage. A sweaty ass as a lemonade would be nice. Of a fight from the top to a BK. Got a bar crop of swing bar cross. Got the bait on the front board. See, I got some ice tea. If you like a taste of tea, then come along with me. Summertime is steaming. Don't give me no bugs. Blast some ice and a dash of a more. It's my teeny time. Please fix me a large slice. Summertime is cool, the heat is getting old. Yeah, I have a beverage slice, so it's cold. Cold, 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 cold. He sent me from the bar. Yeah, I like cold beverage. Yeah, I like cold beverage. Yeah, I like cold beverage. Yeah, uh, cause I'm feeling kind of party. Stick it in the fridge, 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 stick it in the fridge. And the friend, go girl work the cold one. Go girl work the cold one. What? Go girl work the cold one. Go girl work the cold one. Yo, when I'm fishing, let's keep one thing clear. The bait's over there, the brew's right here. Two six packs in a big bag of ice. Didn't even get a bite, but the brew tastes nice. Back to the ball. So every decoration of colada. Need a whole lot of them food drinks. They got me a buzz. I must tell you, I'm the Kool-Aid kid. My drink, please stick it in the fridge, cause I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. Uh-huh, I'm
kind of thirsty. I like beer, I like cold beverage, yeah.